Welcome to Live Daf, your online Daf Yomi Shir. Shalom Aleichem, welcome back to today's Daf Yomi, Maseches Nedar and Daf Hey. We begin on the third line from the top of the Amit. Perhaps, before we proceed, let's take a brief look at the Mishnah back on Daf Bezer we began with kinuin, those slang expressions, then proceeded to yodis, the abbreviated expressions, and the Mishnah gave us some examples. Or he said, or And then the Mishnah proceeds, All these are asr. Towards the end of yesterday's blot, Shmuel told us, you need to say the entire thing. Mudrani Mimcha is not enough. Rather, you must conclude by saying, Mudrani Mimcha, Sha'ani Oichelacha, or Sha'ani Taimlacha. Why? Why is that necessary? So, initially, the Gemara figured because otherwise it's not readily apparent what you're trying to say. Then we had a Brysa which indicated otherwise. Mudrani Mimcha is really enough. So why then does Shmuel insist on saying the entire text? The Gemara proceeded with another theory, another suggestion. Mudrani Heimecha alone would actually make it worse. Why? The Gemara and the Ran expounded that Heimecha, you, what are you? A person and belongings. So a person's belongings relate to him as well. So when I say, I will distance myself from you with a nether, the word I implies I as a person and my belongings as well will disengage from you and your belongings. Basically, I won't take from you, you won't take from me either. So it's a two-way disengagement, a two-way nether. But if you want it to be a one-way disengagement, you must add. Referring to my consuming of your item. Then it sort of limits the nether. It makes it, uh, I can't take it from you. It's a one-way restriction. And that's what Shmuel was telling us. Just the opposite of what we thought. You don't have to add, but if you don't add it, you can end up with a double disengagement. Because when we speak about me and you, unless I specify otherwise, me means myself and my belongings, who are going to be detached from you and your belongings. So me means I won't take from you. What do you mean me and my belongings are detached? Oh, you can't have my belongings either. And vice versa. And we had a riot from Reisi Bachanina to that effect. Today the Gemara will ask a kasha on that. When you refer to a person, it's beyond the person himself. It includes belongings, which results in this sort of double disengagement. It's none. Take a look at the Mishnah later on in Masechus Nedarim Adaf Memzayin. Hareini Alecha Chirim. I am Asr to you. Like a Chirim. It's a form of Isr. I am considering myself off limits to you. You can't have anything of mine. What is the Allah? Says the Mishnah, the fellow on the receiving end. So it's Reuven turning to Shimon, I am considering myself a khiram to you. So Shimon on the receiving end cannot benefit from Reuven. 
question. If when a person refers to himself or to, his, or to his friend, it's a reference to the person and to his belongings as well, then here as well, it should be a two-way street. Right? Because when I say, I am Asr on you, it means I and my belongings are usher on on you and your belongings. Now, what do you mean your your belongings can't take from me? Belongings never take. They're not. They're inanimate objects. Oh, apparently he meant to say, I will keep away from your belongings as well, just as you can't partake in mine, I can't partake in yours. But the mission doesn't say that. What does the mission say? Hamudur usher, you're usher. You can't take from me. Aval madur loy. But Reuben, who made the nether, he can have he can have from Shimon, he can benefit from Shimon. That's a kasha on our premise. That when you express it in this way, it creates a double disengagement. Answers the Gemara. Typically it does. Keep going to Parish who's speaking that he explicitly expressed otherwise. He made an exception. Va'at Olai Lai. He said, look. You're not going to be usher on me, meaning I can partake from you. He clearly accepted that. He made an exception, and therefore, it doesn't it doesn't apply. Okay, good answer. What about the next halacha in the mission, where he said, "At alai chirim." Ruben to Shimon, you are usher like a chirim to me. So I don't want to have anything from you. What does the uh, Mishnah say? What does the Halacha? I can't take from you, but you can take from me. Hanayder us, Ruben, who made the nether, can't benefit from Shimon. Aval Mudurloi, but Shimon on the receiving end, the subject of the nether, he can take from Ruben. Why? Same question here. When Ruben said, "Look, you." Uh, you are a cherem on me. When he said me, that includes his nachasim, his belongings, his possessions. Now, you know, Reuben's possessions are not benefiting. They're not taking things from Shimon. He meant that Shimon cannot engage with, with Reuben's possessions. So Shimon can't benefit from Reuben either. So why do we say that the, uh, the, re- the, re- the fell on the receiving end the subject of the nether, Shimon, can take from Reuben. It should be a two-way iser. So, at olai cherem, you are a cherem on me. Hanoi derasur, I can't take from you. Avomudu loibi, you can have from me. Why? The same answer, says the Gemara, could go in the parish, who is speaking that he specifically specified, vano olai I will not become asr on you. Says the Gemara, avol stoma mai, but what would happen if there is no um, explicit specification. Just a plain lashan of Alecha Alai. It includes everything. Shnein Asurim. So both individuals will be Asur to each other. Is that so? Hamigdetani Seifa. So why then does the Mishnah have to proceed to another case to highlight that two-way Isr? Harini Alecha, I'm Asur to you, you're Asur to me. Shnein Asurim, then it makes a double Isr. 
which sounds like Hadein, Hudishnei Masurin. In this specific instance, does it result in a two-way Yisr? Hastam, but otherwise, who Asr? Vechaveri Mutter. Only one fellow is Asr and the other fellow is Mutter. That flies in the face of our notion that any such terminology includes belongings and becomes a two-way Yisr. Ella, rather, will back off from that theory. It's incorrect. Hachi itma to Rabbi Yisib Rachanina. The halacha Rabbi Yisib Rachanina was stated otherwise. Mudar ani lecha shnei masrun. There's a difference between saying the word lecha, in which case it becomes a two-way iser. Mudrani hey mecha, but just using the word hey mecha, it's different. Who asur vechaveir mutar? The fellow who said it becomes asur on his friend. He can't partake from his friend. But his, his friend, who didn't commit to that nether is mutter. And the Ran explains, lecha can have a double meaning. It can mean, my stuff are usher to you, you can't take from me. And likewise, lecha can mean, mishalcha, from you, I cannot take from you. So it creates a double nether. That's all he was saying. The word lecha has unique meaning. As opposed to heimecha, doesn't have that same value. I am asr to take from you. That's it. It's a one-way deal. Asks the Gemara, okay. Understood. Granted. Let's go back to Shmuel. So when Shmuel tells us that yeah, you, need to, you need to actually say Shani um, Oichalacha Right? That was Shmuel's Chiddush. You can't just stop with Madrani Heimecha. You have to continue Shana Oichalacha. I cannot consume from you. The food that I can theoretically take from you is usher to me. You have to add, if you conclude with that expression as well. According to this uh, approach, all Shmuel was telling us was as follows. That theoretically, if he would say the word lecha somewhere along the, the nether, like mudrani lecha, then mudrani lecha, then it would create a two way iser. Because as we just explained, lecha can mean uh, my stuff usher to you, and lecha can mean mishalcha, I cannot take from you. So it creates a double-edged iser. Right? So in order to get away from that, to avoid that double iser, you have to specify she'ani eichelach. That clarifies things. I am also to take from you. I am also to eat from you. And that was Shmuel's message. Lecha typically has a double meaning. It goes both ways. Unless he specifies it's just about me taking from you. That's what Shmuel was telling us. Be careful. If you want to keep it one way, make sure to add. Don't just stop by saying Mudrani Lacha. Add Sha'ani Oicha Lacha. Oh, that turns it into a one way street. I will not take from you. But you can take from me. Problem is, if we take a close look at the Mishnah, the Mishnah never mentioned Mudrani Lacha. Rather, the Mishnah said Mudrani Mimacha. Mimcha doesn't have that same meaning. It's not like lecha, which can mean both ways. Lecha and mishalcha. 
So if it's just Madrani Mimcha, of course it means I can't take from you. Why does Shmuel have to say that uh, you have to add Sha'ani Eichelachat to clarify things? Asks the Gemara, Mishnah actually uses the expression Madrani Heimecha, not Lacha. Established and interpreted our Mishnah. When it comes to all these expressions, even Mudrani Mimcha, you have to add, I taking from you, my consumption from yours. In that case, we say it's a one way deal. He can't take from his friend, but a friend can take from him. Which almost sounds like. If you wouldn't add that part two, which indicates that it's only personal between me and you, it's a one-way thing, I can't take from you, without that addition. If he only sticks to the first part of the expression, that would result in a double isur. Which of course is incorrect. Because this idea of a two-way isur is only triggered by l'cha, as we explained before. L'cha can go either way. So we understand Shmuel's point, but I mean, it's true that when you have a lacha, then you have to make sure to clarify things and explain that it's only one way. But the problem is that Shmuel was referring to the Mishnah, which makes it confusing because the Mishnah doesn't even have the word lacha. So the lacha is true. And it's very possible that the Mishnah had that in mind. But, you know, why would why would the Shmuel uh, actually refer his halacha back to the Mishnah? Perhaps it's a hidden halacha in the Mishnah. But why would he refer it straight to the Mishnah which results in confusion? Results in misunderstanding because after all the Mishnah doesn't even have the word lacha. Maybe it's alluding to that halacha as well but in actuality, in reality the words in the Mishnah don't reflect the halacha of lacha. There is no lacha in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, okay, let's back off from this theory. We're going to reinterpret Shmuel. Rather, let's go back to first base. Let's go back to stage one. You know what Shmuel meant? Hachi Itmar as follows. If a fellow says, Madrani Mimcha, and then adds to it Shani Echelacha or Shani Temlacha, then it's a limited restriction. It's a food related nether. In that case, we say, In that case, he's only Asr to eat his other friend's food. But if he would stop before that, and simply just say these two words, it would generate a greater, more expanded Isra. I'm totally disengaging. I can't even have any. No, no benefit, nothing of yours. That was Shmuel's point. You want to limit your nether to food-related interactions? Fine. But make sure to say, which indicates consumption. But is a comprehensive disengagement which incorporates any form of anna. It's also a problematic pshat in Shmuel because look, what does Shmuel say? You have to make sure to say which almost sounds like there's no validity unless you say it. 
according to your approach, it's the other way around. It has very much validity, too much validity, unless you limit it by saying Shana Echlacha, which limits it from you know more comprehensive, extended, uh, encompassing disengagement and focuses on Achila. So the wording of Shmuel should have been arranged otherwise. If that's the case, Shmuel should say Hachi as follows. By saying Midrani that includes Hanoah as well. If you want to keep it to Achila, make sure to add these these words, food related words. Shmuel does not say it. It doesn't sound like he's saying that. He says you have to say these words. It almost sounds like it's a condition, it's a required element. So this pshat doesn't work. Elahi itmar, rather, he meant as follows. You do have to say these expressions, otherwise, it's meaningless. Only because he added these expressions, then we say it. Isser was created. Another was created. Aval Omar Mudrani but if it suffice with just those words, Mudrani Mecha, it does not activate a nether. Leimashma, Damar Asr, it's not uh, implying any Isr nether. You know why? My time, why? It sounds very personal. I have nothing to do with you. Okay, so don't have anything to do with me. <laughs> nothing more than that. You're not actually making an item based Isr, a nether, which is a Chefza. You're not doing that. By just saying Mudrani Hemecha. Mudrani Memcha. Mudrani Hemecha can just mean Loi Mishta Ino Bahadachamashma. I'm not going to talk to you. Or the words Mufershani Memcha. I'm going to be separate from you on a personal level. The Loyavidna Imach Masamatan Mashma. I'm not going to deal with you. I'm not going to conduct business transactions with you. That's about it. I'm disassociating from you on a personal level. But it's not item based, it's not nether based. Or the term I'm going to distance myself from you. Again, has no nether implications. It can simply mean I'm not going to stand next to you. I'm not going to stand bedalad amos till within your four amos. If you want it to be a nether on a specific item, for instance, this fellow's meals, his food, you have to add the keywords shani Why? Says the Gemara because. Lemakas of Shmuel, apparently Shmuel subscribes to the view that your daim shein mechiches, shorthand, you know, expressions, abbreviated expressions, which aren't readily apparent, which aren't really, you know, obvious. Lo yihavion your daim don't carry any weight. So unless you specify to a certain extent, you haven't really said anything. Is that true? That Shmuel adopts adopts this view. Yes, in correct Shmuel Mukimel Masnisni. In fact, he learns our Mishnah like the Shita of who? Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar Yodaim Shein Mechichos Lavan Yodaim. Unless the Yodaim, Yodaim means the like the handle of the cleat around. Explain to us in that base, like you uh, you grip the uh, pot by its handle. You grip the grip the nether by this abbreviated expression. That's okay. We learn it from a pasuk, but it has to have some value. It has to have some some meaning. You have to be able to interpret it to mean something. Right? But if it's too ambiguous, it's called Ein Mechichis, and it doesn't work. And hence, Shmuel's Halacha. Madrani Mimcha, too ambiguous. What do you have in mind? 
you have to add at least a bit more to specify it further. Shani Eichelcha. Where is Rabbi Yehuda? By get, this none. Guvishal get, what is the essence of the get? The primary text of the get are the following five words. Hariat muteris l'chol adam, you are now permitted to marry anybody. That's the Rabbanon. So even though it's not really a full, clear expression of what we were trying to do here, that suffices. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, no. You have to specify further. Vedain. In fact, you have to say this thing here, this document, not just my verbal expressions. It's going to be this document which will accomplish the divorce. Diabolichi, which will provide for you. Diabolichi minai, which you have from me. Minai. So again, he has to say it's from me as opposed to, I don't know, from somebody else. So this, coming from me, coming to you from me, will be a sefer teiruchen. A document which creates tiruchim, divorce. Vigera shvukin, some sort of igeris, an expression, uh, like a document, a letter. Shvukin of abandonment. So, according to read, you have to be very precise, very clear on what you're trying to do. Otherwise, it's not readily apparent. Maybe it's my words that are creating the divorce. Maybe it's coming from a different person. Vidain, etc., etc., only that works. Shmuel adopts this view. Even when we allow you a daim, an incomplete expression to create a nether, but it has to have some sort of clarity. Asks the Gemara, Who forced Shmuel to interpret our Mishnah in a dharm like Rabbi Yehuda? Who requires a more comprehensive expression? Perhaps our Mishnah follows the Rabbanon who do not require such an extensive expression. Even if the Yodayim are not so obvious and specified. Because he took a close look at the wording in the Mishnah, which he found a bit difficult to understand. Why does the Mishnah add the word Instead of saying The food that I have from you, I will not eat. I mean, he's speaking to his friend. We know what he's trying to say. What's the point of lecha? Listen, it can just suffice by saying That's also enough for your daim. We understand what he has in mind. We learn from here, but it needs to be more obvious, more apparent. Hence, Shmuel's conclusion: Our Mishnah follows of Yehuda. You need the daim In which case. He concluded that Madrani Mecha doesn't really say much about creating a nether on the person's items and the person's foods. Rather, he must conclude by saying which makes it a more clear expression. That takes us to the topic of Yodayim She'en Mechichos. Itzma, we have learned Amachlekes Amaroim as well. Yodayim She'en Mechichos. These types of incomplete, ambiguous expressions. Abaya Omar, have you Yodayim? They count as Yodayim. They activate Nadarim. They do not consider they're not considered Yodaim. Omarava. Rabbi Ida Asbrali. Rabbi Ida explained to me the source of Yodaim. Shain Mechichis Yodaim. How do we know that it has to be a clear cut expression on a cro with a Pasak by Nazar? Which is actually the source Pasak for Yodaim, as we had back in Afkimor. Nazar Lahazar, right? The double expression which teaches us the concept of Yodayim, 
The Pasuk here is connecting the Yad of a Nazar to the actual Nazar commitment. Just as we know that when one commits to becoming a Nazar, it has to be clear-cut and apparent what he's doing at that time of expression. Rashi brings the Gemara Rabbi Tarfin says, let's say, we find a person walking towards us. And we say, look, if that person is so-and-so, if that person is a Nazar, let's say, I'm going to be a Nazar right now. It doesn't work, according to Rabbi Tarfin, because the Pasuk says, Ishki Yafli, as the term the Pasuk uses to describe a person committing to becoming a Nazar, Yafli means a clear-cut, absolute expression of commitment. If there's any ambiguity, any suffix and what I have in mind. We're not sure right now whether it's going to be activated or not. We'll wait and see who this person turns out to be. That doesn't work. At that time, at that moment of expression, you have to see a full commitment. That's a, a chiddush by Nazar. I'm going to be a Nazar on condition that that's Ruven, and it turns out to be Ruven, it doesn't work. So just as Nazirus must be expressed clearly and absolutely, Likewise, in similar fashion, when we speak about Yodos, there needs to be some sort of clarity as well. Says the Gemara, okay, then we have a Machlekes Amaroyim, which sort of match a Machlekes Tanoim, Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbana by Get. Shall we say that the two Machlekes match up? Lame of a Plukta, the Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbana, Kamiflagi, the Snan, as we just had in the Mishnah, Gufi shall get. What is the crux of the get? Hariat and Teres the Adam. It's even just a you know a short form version is a get. Rabbi Daimer, no, you have to add more specifications. You have to add clarity. V'dein this document the Yehavel Chiminai which you get from me will be a sefer teiruchin. We get peturin. We get a shavukin. It has to be clear and absolute. So perhaps Abaye, who told us that you don't need Yudai Mechichos, he's going like who? The Amak Rabbanon. The Rava who said it needs to be more clear, he's going like who? Like Rabbi Yudah, Amak Rabbi Yudah. That's a bit problematic to say that Amaroyim are arguing on the same thing that Tanoim are arguing about. Amalach Abayi, Abayi will tell you, look, you know what? I'm not the Amri, I feel like Rabbi Yudah. My opinion is that Yudai Mechichos are enough. Can Yudai Mechichos be consistent, even with Rabbi Yehuda, who requires more clarity, more detail by the get. You know why? A get is different. Perhaps it's only by the get that Rabbi Yehuda has these additional requirements. You know why? A get is trying to change a status. It needs to be a full, clear-cut disengagement and cut-off. The rush says, up until now, they were married. You have to undo that status with something clear and absolute. The intent, the process, must be apparent and clear in the actual wording of the document. But like, and if it's not there, if it's not specified, if it's not detailed enough, you don't have that effect. But typically, perhaps, Rabbi would not require that extensive detailing. Such as by Nadar. So Abai can work even with Rabbi Yehuda. On the other hand, Rava Amar, Rava who holds that 
you don't need that you do need more detail right he holds you dying that are not don't work he'll tell us Rava Amara I know the Amri I feel the Rabbanon I can work even with the Rabbanon who don't seem to be too concerned with you know details by the get perhaps it's only over there that the Rabbanon do not require the additional clarity only by the get you know why Rabbanon hold there's no point in purpose in saying it's coming from me well obviously of course why would you divorce somebody else's wife and likewise why would I think it's my words that are doing the get it's the document that I'm giving you so things are so clear and apparent you don't need to add more details. But otherwise, in a case where there is room for ambiguity, room for confusion, like by the nether, uh, who's to say what they hold? Perhaps there, of course, they would require. And even a yad, even a short form, abbreviated version of nether to be detailed to a certain extent. So bottom line is we have the Chiddush of Shmuel, that when our Mishnah speaks about Mudrani Memcha and then proceeds to Shani Oichalacha, you should know that it's actually required because otherwise, as the Gemara concluded, otherwise Mudrani Memcha can simply mean I'm going to keep away from you. But to actually make it into a nether, Shani Oichalacha. Well, what I would consume from you be usher to me. That turns into a nether. And the Gemara tells us because this is really based on a whole discussion. Which is actually Machlagis Amiroim, perhaps Machlagis Tanoim. Yodaim. How extensive do they have to be? Shmuel says very extensive, very detailed. To the point that you have to actually see what he's trying to say. You can't just guess. And therefore, you need the added expression of Shani Oichalach to indicate that there is a nether being formed. How did Shmuel know that the Mishnah follows this train of thought? Because of the word Lacha. Shani Oichalacha. Why Lacha? We know what he's trying to do. We know who he's addressing. Apparently, you need the daim mechiches. That was the basis of Shmuel's approach to the mission. So we had a machlekes between Rabbi and Rabbi as well, and Rabbi and Rabbanon by Get, and then we were concluded that perhaps uh, Get and Nedarim aren't really associated because by Get there's reason, reason to believe that you need more detailing. You need to save a crisis, or perhaps the opposite. I get, you know, the circumstances lend to full understanding of what they're trying to do. It's coming from him in a document form, perhaps over there. Things are different, and you don't need such extensive detailing, but by Nadarim, perhaps you do. But ultimately, we know there's a machlekes regarding Nadarim, and the Iran concludes that we follow Shmuel Shita, that even if you want to use an abbreviated uh, form of, of expression to create a nether, but you need some sort of, you know, basic detailing so that it's it's classified as a Yad Meichiach. All the best to you and much, much Hatzlacha.